Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, everybody, good afternoon to you. I understand we're on the air now with the Eagle Hour, a little intro music problem, but uh, nevertheless, we're here and we're glad to be here. And this is a very special edition of the Eagle Hour. We're at the... I guess it's the grand opening, right, of the uh, new First Bank here on Highway 98. Daniel Stewart's the Senior Vice President of Commercial Lending uh, with First Bank. And, Daniel, what a beautiful, beautiful building. Yeah, it is. We're really proud of it. Really glad, we're really glad how it turned out. Uh, we think it's something to be proud of, for sure. No question. I understand you guys consolidated some of your branches, like the, not branches, but like your mortgage department, things of like that, and brought them here on 98. Yeah, absolutely. We were able to have a building big enough to support our mortgage department, our wealth management department, a lending office, and a traditional banking side. Right. And, and this grand opening today, we want to let everybody know that's listening around the Hattiesburg and Laurel area, and even if you're listening in other parts of the state and you can come down, Santa Claus is here, and Santa he's taking free pictures with kids, and you've got all kinds of refreshments and great stuff for all the kids. Right. We've got juice, hot chocolate, cookies, and most importantly, Santa Claus. We did warn here. Santa. We did point out Kelly Santa is <laughs> roaming the premises. That and he, What did Santa say? He has, Kelly has 18 days to straighten up. Is that yeah, what it was? There's no chance. Uh, and i got to tell you, man, this is not like, this isn't like a, a mall Santa. This is the Santa Claus. He's, he yeah. laughed, and there was like four ho-ho-ho-hos yeah. in there. I mean, it was legit. Yeah. i got a feeling if you ran into him in like April, he'd be the same way. I think so. I think so. <laughs> How long will Santa. he be here today, Daniel, for he will, kids? He'll be here until 5 o'clock today. So if you're hearing this and you've got young kids, bring them by, get some pictures, let, let them have a chance to tell Santa Claus what they want, and have a good time. Well, welcome to the Eagle Hour, everybody. Friday edition. Again, we are at the new First Bank here in Hattiesburg. Uh, our producer back at the First Bank studio uh, in uh, Hattiesburg at WFMM. And before we get started, I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't point this out to our listeners, that three and a half years ago we started this show, Daniel, and the first place that we went when the network had given us, uh, you know, the, the time and, and the slots on the network, the first place we came uh, was First Bank, and uh, you guys have been the grandfather sponsor since the day the Eagle Hour was put on the air, so we just want you to know how grateful we are to you. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate it, and we, we enjoy being affiliated with you guys. We we try to do what we can for Southern Miss and Southern Miss, Southern Miss Athletics, and y'all show fits into that really nice. Great. We're glad to be a part well, speaking of Southern Miss, uh, for those that don't know, Daniel is a former baseball player for the Golden Eagles, a pitcher for Corky Palmer. And uh, I, I was curious to get your uh, your view on this. Of course, all this work taking place at Pete Taylor Park and, and the park that for so many years all you guys played on yeah. is going to be different forever moving right. forward. They're putting a, a million two, a million three. Uh, artificial surface on, on the field. As a former Division One baseball player, I'm curious to know your thoughts about playing on artificial turf. Oh, yeah, I, I never played on artificial turf. Um, we always played dirt, grass, and there's something special about that. But also understand, you know, as we move forward, new technologies, it does, from a standpoint of able to play the games, no matter what the weather is, it, it, Coach Barry ran into him, he said, it could come a downpour, and in 15 minutes we can play. So it's going to make things from that perspective a lot better. And he's 100% for it, so far be from me to ever question anything what he would yeah. want. And we want whatever he wants. But right. it's sort of sad in a sense not to see the dirt and the grass, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And when I talked to Coach Barry, I said, so you mean to tell me any player that comes into the program now is not going to get that 5.30 a.m. come pull the tarp call <laughs> when it's coming 
that downpour. He said, no, no, that call will never come. How many times so, did that call come? Oh, gosh, two or three times a year probably. But we had to do it so we could play. And right. that worry is no longer going to be anything that's that's going to be valid. It's, we'll be able to play. And from a standpoint of recruiting, I mean, really guys are looking for that kind of stuff. It's a difference maker. Um so, bringing in tournaments other than just USM baseball games, it'll be a place that's going to be able to serve those purposes. That was well. what it, it was almost like a side benefit of that. It's like mm-hmm. unofficial recruiting, exactly, because you get more people on your campus, and there's yeah. no upkeep when when you have stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. It's is there as a pitcher because one of the things that we were discussing is, you know, somebody hit me up last night. You mean they said you mean the infield's going to be? I was like, yeah. yeah. As a pitcher, was there any difference between? That you know, it, and then then real dirt. I mean, I guess that you don't have to worry about filling in or yeah. or uh, having where your where your, your foot lands. Yeah, well, you know, every pitcher is different. Some guys like to dig a big hole in front of the mound. You feel like you get extra leverage, and where your foot landed in your delivery, dug a big hole. So you know, you get used to that. Now there there won't be any of that. So you're going to have to kind of figure out how it feels under your feet as a pitcher, and it won't take long before you get get used to that. But the mound is not going to be destroyed after a game. It'll be just like it was. When I know as a, as a former catcher, um, it's nice not to have to repair divots and uh, holes and all that stuff. Yeah. And you don't have to paint lines. I yeah. mean, well, and Coach Barry, if he gets mad at the call, he can't kick dirt over home plate now. So <laughs> He can uh, still throw bats and stuff. <laughs> throw yeah. bats. He can still pull balls, that yeah. right hamstring also. Right. Uh, you look at the status of the baseball program four years in a row now, conference champions, either regular season or postseason. Right. Uh, there's got to be – doesn't there have to be at some point now you have to rebuild a little bit? Do you, you think we, we're seeing that? Or has the program just reached a level where it just kind of reloads, for lack of a better term? I think the USM baseball program has reached a level where if you are a baseball player in high school in the southeast, it's an attractive place to play. Now, there's a lot of competition. But Hattiesburg is a great city. Coach Barry and his staff is a great coach, great facilities. Um, it's really it's, it's a destination place to come and play because we're always playing big schools. We're always successful. History of playing in regionals every year. And as a high school baseball player, that's what you look at as far as places that you want to go. So it helps. I had totally forgot that you played for Boatner, Coach Boatner, <laughs> at West Lauderdale. Yeah. So we were, we were joking about Coach Palmer. Um, a minute ago, I met his. I was talking to his brother earlier, and we were sharing that stuff. I guess it really wasn't that bad of a transition because I went to a baseball camp one time, and, and yeah. Jerry Boatner. I mean, he won like nine state championships or something like that. I was, I was and, part uh, of four myself. Yeah. yeah. So when you came, most people it would be a, like shock and awe to to run into Corky Paul. For you, it wasn't really that big of a deal. No, no. Coach Boatner was a very intense guy, great, great, great baseball coach, lived it and breathed baseball, and what I call old school. You know, if you messed up, he was going to let you know. And if you did great, he would let you know as well. So, you know, getting a a chewing when you messed up wasn't because he was mad at you. He knew you could do better. Coach Palmer was the same way. He knew you could do better. He was going to let you know it. But as soon as you did something great, he was the first one to pass you on the back. Corky never chewed anybody, did he? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you were tell, tell us that story. Well, tell you us the story about. you told us before we went on the air. Um, which one was that? Oh, about, Ole Miss? Uh, about an Ole Miss. Yeah, so um, went to Ole Miss my junior year, playing in their stadium. Big crowd, midweek game. 
and unfortunately gave up six runs in the first innings. It was horrible. I'm, I'm running to the dugout, heads hanging. He said, Daniel, you better get it back together because it's you. <laughs> There's nobody else coming in after you. And I ended up pitching eight innings. Now, we still lost, but uh, I had, had to – have a realization moment there that I had to get myself out of this mess. So it now was, uh, I told you my favorite story, and I want you to tell me if you think it's true or not. Yeah. Pitcher, Corky comes to the mound. Pitcher struggling a little bit. Pitcher says, "But coach, I'm not tired." Corky says, "Well, I know you're not, son, but the outfielders are worn out from chasing down the line drives." I, I could see that. I could Ted, <laughs> Ted's always entertaining. Ted today told a variant of that story. Not sure if it was the same one or a different type. Possibly with Corky, it could have been one. Coach, I'm not tired. Well, son, I'm tired of you. <laughs> That's surely he nice wouldn't would do anything yeah. like that, would he? But um, <laughs> not at all. Not I, at I all. know you follow the baseball program really, really close. Uh, Billy Garrity's mother just came in here from yeah. Summerall. Man, there's some there are some young guns on campus right now, right. and is what we were talking about reloading. Looking forward, I mean, we're less than 75 days until until yeah. first pitch, man. Mm, this this 2020 team. Again, there's going to be some young blood, but you feel like they could be really good. Yeah, absolutely. And the great thing about a, a guy like Billy Garrity, Summerall, Mississippi, a local kid. Summerall's a great program, great talent coming through. But also Oak Grove, Petal, Poplarville, and other schools in this area have some really good talent that don't have to leave and go miles from home to play at a successful D1 program. Dustin Dickerson from West Jones. Yeah, you know, another and so great example. They're uh, – it's fun, though, following the Golden Eagles. You and I have been out almost 20 years, man, but it almost. is sure fun following them. Yeah, my last year to play was 2002, and it's hard to believe it's been 18 years since playing. Now, Daniel Stewart is a senior vice president of commercial. Lenny, you come back a little later in the show want to talk more about the bank. Is that sure. good? absolutely. We're at the first bank grand opening here on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Very excited to be down here. It's beautiful. Bring your kids. Santa Claus is here. The real Santa Claus is here taking pictures, and we've got all kinds of refreshments. And Reggie Collier is next. It just keeps rolling here at First Bank. Eagle Hour, right back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour, broadcasting live from the new First Bank here on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. You could say we're in the First Bank studio at First Bank. This is we were just completely enwrapped in First Bank this afternoon. And I know you guys talked earlier, Bob, that Santa Claus is here, and he, he tracked me down in between visiting with the youngsters, and he said, young man, he said it to me, he said, young man, we need to talk. And I said, oh, this can't be good. <laughs> this cannot be good. I heard it gave you 18 days. There's absolutely, Clean it up. There's absolutely no chance. And I told him, I said, I, I can't undo the whole year in 18 days. You know. So, All right, we just got through talking to Daniel Stewart, senior vice president, former pitcher for the Golden Eagles, and now we talk to... I, the most famous Golden Eagle of all time, the perfect ten, Reggie Collier. Glad to have you on the show. Have you ever been on the show before? Uh, one time or two. <laughs> time or two. And you know, you know, this is a big time, highly rated show when he gives up his golf game to be here. Yeah, today. we appreciate that, you Reggie. Know? I didn't think you'd bring that up. The other day. 
But hey, here I am. Before we get started, I, you must love the new digs here on Highway 98. I do. It's a, it's a great facility. Um, we're in a great spot. And um, just, just, just fortunate to be able to be here and be a part of this. Well, part of part of what was going on with First Bank the Ridge is you had you had an office out here further on 98. You had another office across the way from 98. You right. had the Midtown right. area, so everybody was kind of scattered. But this this localizes and centralizes everything for y'all. It does. It does, and and, and that comes with growth. Um, we were going. We we're growing at a at a tremendous rate, and we just needed. To kind of bring everybody under one roof, one roof, and um, they saw what needed to be done, and they made it happen. And, and this, and this, and this, uh, it's a great building. It's yeah, a great facility. Yeah, you got wealth management. Yeah, wealth. On one got, side of upstairs, you got the retail the banking. You got the mortgage. You know, everything is is it's a one stop bank right now. Yeah, you know, so anything you anything you need, you know, we can accommodate you, whatever the case may be, uh, regarding banking. Uh, we're going to talk football with you, but before we do, I want to just make mention for any listener around the state that may not know. I think most of them do that you were the get, you were the featured speaker at the Connerly Awards the other night. The kid from Mississippi State, yeah. leading runner in the mm-hmm. SEC. You said deservingly that was probably the right choice, but and I, I agree. Uh, but I want to ask you what that was like. What, what was that was an honor to be asked to do that, obviously. But what was the experience like to be the uh, the, the speaker at uh, such a prestigious night? Well, it was great. You know, the fact that, you know, they asked me to participate in such a prestigious award and, and to be the keynote speaker, so to speak, uh, for that event that represents the top athlete in the state of Mississippi uh, from every university and college in the state of Mississippi, all the way from Mississippi Valley up to, you know, Millsaps, uh, Alcorn, Jackson State, as, as well as the, the three bigger universities here in the uh, here in the state, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and, and Southern Miss. So you had some deserving people um, that represented the state in that in that particular building that night. And I think the guy, the young man from Mississippi State, um, based on what he did all year. Um, was it deserving? Yeah, hard to argue with that. Yeah, I, I thought can't. it was pretty cool, though, how you defended Southern Miss when they were introducing you. They talked about some of the key wins that you participated in, and and uh, <laughs> folks up there were calling them upsets. And you straightened people out. You said, uh, "I don't, you know, if you happen to remember, those weren't upsets, you know, or or you didn't consider them to be upsets." Uh, well, then again, most people back then who witnessed it uh, didn't see it as an upset either. You know, it was a different day. It's a different kind of football was going on back then. Different Southern Miss was in a different place, and um, you know, as as we had a conversation earlier, you know, it didn't matter who we played. You know, we felt like we could compete, and we always felt like we could win, and we had the talent to do so. You know, so it was not an upset. It just clearly was not an upset. I mean, that's that's one of the things that he that he announced when I was coming up to the to the front of the. Uh, well, that where we were supposed to, Rick Cleveland and myself were speaking at. You're talking about those upset, upsets against State, Ole Miss, 
Florida State. I'm like, oh, no, no, wait a minute. They weren't upset. They weren't upset. And and we have a scoop. We're going to break right here on this show today, Bob. (laughs) Coast to coast, border to border in the state of Mississippi, Jerry Jones himself called Reggie Collier this morning and said, what do we need to do? (laughs) I'm not going to get involved in that that, that particular scoop. No. No. no? Kelly, you can do whatever you want to do, but you might exclude my name from that. I do want to bring this up. I'm not sure you're aware of this. We, uh, we saw Sammy Winder the other day, and we were talking to him about the Connollys, and we said, you know, it's a shame that, you know, when you guys were playing, they didn't have that award because Reggie would have dominated it. And Sammy, Sammy said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Reggie Collier wouldn't have won a single Connerly award because they would have all been coming to me. Does that surprise you at all? Not coming from Sammy. Not coming from Sammy. <laughs> Let but me I, clarify that. I'm one, thing, one thing I will say about that, uh, if if the award was presented back at that time, you had a host of players from Southern Miss who were deserving uh, of winning it. You know, you I can think of a lineman that would have won it. Oh, Gerald Bayless. The name of Gerald Bayless. Gerald Bayless, no doubt about it. You know, well, but he, then you had Walter Payton at the Jackson State, and you had Jerry Rice, of course, at the Valley. I mean, gosh, these are Hall of Fame players, you know? Yeah. You know, Willie Todd, you know, those guys. I mean, you had a host. I mean, this Steve McNair. Steve McNair. I mean, it, I've heard of him. You know, it's, it's the statement I made when um, when I was closing, uh, when I was speaking, is, is, is I let everyone know that I was fortunate enough to play here at Southern Miss. was fortunate enough to be here when Coach Collin was here. I was fortunate enough to have great teammates like Gerald, like uh, like Sam and like Lewis and, and, a, and a host of others. And fortunate enough to be here in the state of Mississippi, you know, because I love the state of Mississippi, and I think the state of Mississippi has produced some great football players throughout the years. One of the statements I made, and you can argue this till the cows come home, but, you know, especially at some of the the, the skill positions, Mississippi has had some of the best skill positions to ever play the game of football. You look at Jerry Rice. The best receiver to ever play the game. He was just named the number one all-time NFL player. Best receiver to ever play the game. Right. Walter Payton. You could argue he's the best running back to right. ever play that the game. Right. You look at Brett. Brett's probably one of the – I mean, you could argue these things, but they're at the top of the list of those positions to ever play the game in the NFL. The best ever. You know, what state can, can argue that? Best kicker. That's yeah, yeah. Even though Ray Ray's not from Mississippi, but he, he did go to school here. But these right. guys are home. These guys are home homebred. You know, Jerry Rice, Brett, Walter Payton. You know, who was the first college quarterback to ever rush and pass for a thousand yards in one season from Mississippi? Yeah, I was fortunate. I was fortunate. So who would, so who would have been the best player ever from Wool Market slash the Iberville? I don't know nothing about Wool Market. I, mean, I don't know nothing about Wool Market. <laughs> I was strictly I was strictly went to the Iberville High School. Okay. Grew, grew up in Biloxi, but I went to the Iberville High School. Right. Now, Reggie, you could have played college basketball, could you? I, that was my dream. My dream was to play basketball because I I mean I had a. Uh, my passion for basketball that was that was unreal. I used to love it. I used to go play basketball after we practiced football, you know. So, but you know, it it all things have a tend uh, way of working themselves out. But because 
in college basketball, you don't have too many six four power forwards or six four centers. So Coach Singleton kind of helped me convince me, helped convince me uh, that bat football was that the way to go. That turned pretty well, though. It did. It did. <laughs> it, it did. And like I said before, you know, I, I just happened to be fortunate, especially during my my high school and college career, to be associated with some great coaches, um, you know, high school coaches, Buddy Singleton, who you know I think the world of, and to me, he's one of the greatest people ever coached the game high school in the state of Mississippi. And, of course, I'm partial to that. Because you know, Reggie, I see guys like you that play college and professional football, and so many times you guys go back to your high school coach. That's and where it you all talk started. so glowingly about the guy that coached you in high school. That's where it all started. You know, Coach Singleton, I, I tell you what, he was in a unique situation. I was in a unique situation because I, they didn't have any other African-Americans to play at the Applefield, not that I knew of. And I think I was one of the first. And you still had a lot of racial tension going on back in 79. It's, it wasn't far removed from 19 in the early 60s. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Coach Singleton made it clear. He didn't care what color you were, where you were from, what your economic, what your social economic background, your social background was. You're here to play football. You're going to do it the way I say you're going to do it. And if you... You got a problem with it, you gone. And everyone knew that. Everyone knew that. So everything was clear from the beginning about how I was to be treated and how I was to treat everyone else. And the great thing about, um, I guess we need to go to a break, but I would love to continue this. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep you here, continue. I want to point out one thing real quick. This is Reggie Collier that most people don't know. He told me and you before. We were visiting earlier today. That if you walked in my house, you would never know I played football. No, no, no trophies, no jerseys, no, no anything. Well, no. stay with us, okay? Sure. Reggie, call you. Do I need us. to get Santa Claus too? First <laughs> thing, we're going to bring Santa on too, and okay. Daniel all coming. We've still got plenty to go. Eagle Hour from First Bank, ninety-eight West in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon, wherever you're listening. And uh, we hope that you have a great weekend, uh, just a couple weeks before Christmas. And we're here at First Bank on Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Our producer, of course, back at the First Bank studio, Daniel Stewart, is the Senior Vice President of Commercial Lending here. And you summed it up well, Daniel. We're really in the First Bank studio of First Bank. That's right. Yeah, everything is with First Bank, and we're, we're glad of that. Uh, Daniel's back with me on the show. Reggie Collier wanted to continue uh, our conversation. I wanted to give you an opportunity, Reg, to uh, continue your thought you had about your high school coach and what he meant to you in your life. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's one thing about it. You had a great teacher uh, in Coach Singleton. Like I said before, didn't care where you came from, what you did. You were there to play, and you were there to compete. And it was his job to teach you how to do that. And the great thing about football uh, and sports in general is that it really doesn't matter where you come from, what your economic background is, what your social background is. 
it doesn't matter. You're there to compete. You, you develop friendships that last a lifetime because of what you go through together as teammates. Uh, it, it, it crosses racial lines, social lines, economic lines, and I, I think that's a great thing about it. That's, that's one of the greatest things that I, that I learned as an athlete. I didn't care who you were. I don't care if, you know, nine times out of ten, if you weren't my teammate, I probably wouldn't know you uh, or, or came in contact with you. But because we were, it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether you were white, whether you were black, whether you were Asian. It, it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether you came from a wealthy family, whether you grew up in in uh, a housing development. It didn't matter because we were there to do one thing, and that was to compete as a unit and as a group. And I think that was the greatest thing that I've 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 experienced and what I've taken from my athletic uh, career, and I, I, I do my best to bring that not, not only uh, my personal life, but as, as, as well as the business life. Also, you just you treat people as they are. Sports transcends everything. It does. It transcends race. It transcends economic status. It just you know you can go to a football game and. Everybody in the stands, they're there. Yeah. They're all one. You know, yeah. you're all right. one. Baseball is the same way. Football, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's one of the great things about sports. So now, Daniel, when you were pitching, had you been pitching and Reggie Collier batting, would he ever work. put a bat on a ball? No. <laughs> I can answer that. You don't have to ask Daniel that. As <laughs> tall and long as Reggie is, jam him in. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I can run from a 300-pound defensive tackle. I cannot run from that baseball. No. <laughs> you can't run from it. No. As fast so, as Reggie was, just put it in play, and he's on. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, I got both guys here now with uh, with First Bank, and I want to give you guys a, a moment, if you will, to just tell our listeners about your new facility here, everything that you offer, and uh, I always like to uh, go back to the genesis of the bank and uh, and give our listenership a, a view of your fine institution. Yeah. So uh, First Bank is out of Macomb, Mississippi. We've been around since 1895. It's a long time. A lot of people don't realize. <laughs> What a rich history we do have. Moved to Hattiesburg about seven years ago, and we've done nothing but grow and, and be successful here. And it's all because we we kind of pride ourselves on being a small-town bank with big bank products and services. So here in this office here, we have a full-fledged mortgage department that can handle any mortgage needs. We have a wealth management division that can handle any investment financial planning needs that a customer may have. And then the general banking uh, products and services, CDs, deposits as well. So a well-rounded bank with uh, a good, rich tradition. And a spectacular facility. is just yeah. gorgeous. Well, you know, I think the idea was to have a bank that didn't look like a traditional It doesn't look bank. like a bank. No. Um, so we, we've done that. We have, and we're, and we're proud of it. And um, we hope it you know, definitely adds to the west side of, of Hattiesburg. Too. And Reggie Collier, Santa Claus is here. Yes, he is. You can uh, you can bring your kids down here all day and meet Santa. Correct. And you I have am, a chance to talk to him. And I just want to say that I am not the Santa Claus. <laughs> no, I'm Rich, here. He's not the I'm Santa here, Claus. but I'm not Santa. Okay. No. <laughs> no. Next year, if you guys decide to do this, you can probably get Kelly for half the price. Yeah. You can stick a beard on him. And I think it would just way it above would, my pay grade. It would just yeah. flow. To make it, that it would just flow awfully well. So uh, you still have your bank on Hardy Street. We do. Right. You still have your banks in Macomb, we the do. Macomb area, right? So this is an addition. This is, doesn't mean anything is closed. This is just a new, a, a new part of your bank. And you know, 
I don't need to tell you guys this. You're in a great location here because you're where all the growth is taking place in Hattiesburg. Absolutely. Anybody that's driven through Hattiesburg in the last 15 or 20 years has seen the progression and the way that Hattiesburg has gone. We kind of joke around and say, hey, you know, you make it to Lake Serene, you are kind of out of town. Well, now it's just kind of an extension of town. So we're right in the heart of that growth that has Hattiesburg is seeing towards the west side. Man, you guys remember back in the day when this would have been in the woods. Yeah. This far out on 98. Yeah. I can tell you what, when I was here, it came in as a freshman. Once you crossed 59, there was not a red light. No, it was wood. It was countryside. Yeah. Right up country. You had a Walmart. Not a Walmart. Kmart. Mm-hmm. Where uh, the furniture store is right now. That was a Kmart. That's mm-hmm. that's the only thing you had on this side of 59. Now you look at it, and it's it's completely different. No, I mean, growing like growing like crazy. Yeah. Well, Reggie Collier, you know you're always welcome on well, this show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, still ain't, on, I still ain't got that check. He's been on more than anybody. He's <laughs> still been ain't on, got a check. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but the check, have you heard this before? It's in the mail. It's in the mail, Reggie. <laughs> All right, the perfect ten, the great Reggie Collier. We appreciate uh, his time. And Daniel, how many people ask you, "What's Reggie Collier like?" Have you had a thousand of those through you? Oh yeah, yeah, you get quite a bit. Yeah. We, we love having Reggie on yeah. board. Well, he's iconic. There isn't, uh, there isn't any question about this. All right, yes. Luke is is back with us. And Daniel, if you're cool with this. I think Luke is fixing it up. We're going to do some football picks, and then hey. we're going to get Santa on and a, and a quick update on the high school playoffs with Car Shannon here in the fourth segment. But uh, all right, guys, let's uh, the three of us we'll do our picks, and then uh, we'll, got got some from Kelly too, so we'll throw his picks in there. Has, but has Kelly pitched in here? Kelly has pitched in, but we're we are in conference championship week uh, tonight. The Pac-12 championship game, Utah fifth in the college football playoff. Uh, against Oregon. Oregon wins this one. Um, it's going to create some some chaos. Kelly has Utah in this one. Bob Getty. Well, I like Utah, and I'd love to see Utah get in that four-game playoff. Now, I don't know if they would. If they won the game, they should probably. Yeah. Uh, but I like Utah. I like the Utes. I, I, I agree. Uh, I've seen Utah play a couple of games this year. Was really impressed with them. Uh, so I, I'm picking Utah. I want as well. Utah to win. I think Oregon's going to do it though and create right. chaos. Mm. All right, um, next, the uh, Big 12 championship tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Baylor gets another shot at Oklahoma. Baylor 7, Oklahoma 6, Oklahoma 9-point favorite in this game. I like the Boomer sooner whenever they're on the field. Absolutely. Jalen Hurts all the way with Oklahoma. He's a tremendous player, is he not? Awesome player and an awesome young man. Absolutely. I'm going to slightly disagree because I want Oklahoma to get beat because I want Jalen Hurts to beat Nick Nick Saban maybe in the Cotton Bowl. Um, Maybe Matt Rule's last game at at Baylor. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. 11 a.m. tomorrow, uh, Sun Belt Championship game, Louisiana Lafayette. Against Appalachian State, App State six and a half point favorite. I hear App State's really good, so I'm going to go with Appalachian State. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I, I 100% think Appalachian State. Just hoping Southern Miss doesn't have to play Appalachian yeah. State. I'm, I'm going with App State. Kelly actually went with uh, Lafayette. He went with the Cajuns, and he went with Baylor. So okay. should mention that um, tomorrow at 2:30, the uh, American um, Conference Championship game rematch: Cincinnati against Memphis. Well, I think Memphis is very good in the championship game that we all wish that we were a part of. Yeah, in the American so. Athletic Conference. But I like Memphis. They look very strong. Oh, I think Memphis won the regular season matchup last weekend, so I'm going to go with Cincinnati. I'm going to get revenge. I think this is uh, Norville's last game as the head coach of Memphis. A lot of coaching changes. I'm going to go with Memphis, nine-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, big one tomorrow at 3 o'clock, Georgia against LSU. 
LSU seven point favorite. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! <laughs> Definitely LSU. I think there's Georgia doesn't have a chance. Um, Joe Burrow might actually change his last the spelling of his last name if he keeps playing like he did last week against Texas A&M. Front runner for the Heisman, uh, go Tigers. Um, Three o'clock tomorrow, Hawaii against Boise State in the Mountain West Championship game. Uh, I really don't know much about Hawaii. They just don't strike me as how, how, how tough could the Hawaii football team be? I've got to go with Boise State. Yeah, I'm going to go with Boise as well. Don't remember his name, but they have a really good quarterback in Boise, so definitely. Go and with a new Boise baby State. just came in to see Santa. By the oh, way, that's okay. very cool. Coming in all the time. Hey, I'm going with Boise. Um, just like him, Kelly. Uh, Kelly went with Boise also. Uh, I missed a couple. Miami of Ohio, Central Michigan. Central Michigan just lost their head coach Jim McElwain mm. to Missouri. That's the MAC championship game. Yes, the Chippewas. You can say it. Go Chippewas. Go Chippewas. All right, a um, couple more. Virginia at Clemson. Clemson. Kelly says Clemson. Well, Clemson. Yeah. Clemson all the way. Big Ten. Ohio State. Wisconsin. Ohio State looks to me to be the best team in the country. I disagree with that. I still think LSU. But in this game, Ohio State. Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Kelly's got uh, the Buckeyes, too. Last UAB, Florida Atlantic Conference USA Championship. Maybe Kiffin's last game as the head coach of the house. You know, I, I'm sort of a pseudo UAB fan behind Southern Miss. I'd kind of like to see the Blazers win it. But something tells me that Florida Atlantic right now, he's destined to win that and then move yeah. on. Yeah, I agree with you. Florida Atlantic wins this game. The last game we shall call them the Fighting Kiffins. They shall – the right. lane train may change stations. but To the Fighting Bears. It's uh, – or the Land Sharks, the, or land the Rebels, shark, bear, or, yeah, shark, whatever. Rebel, Rebel, Daniel Rebel. Stewart, thanks for picking. Thanks for hanging out and hosting us today. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having we me. We love being down here, man. We really do thank well, you. Well, you guys everything. are welcome anytime. All right. First Bank, 98 West. Kelly returns. Uh, Car Shannon's going to update us on the high school playoffs. And we may get a word from Mr. Claus himself as the Eagle Hour rolls on from First Bank in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss to the top. Back live at First Bank in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and Brandon Wallace back at the First Bank studio. We are actually in the First Bank, First Bank studio at First Bank. Great uh, stuff going on today, 5 o'clock, until 5 o'clock today. Santa Claus will be here. Got some hot chocolate, some coffee, Christmas everywhere, and this is an unbelievable building, and uh, appreciate all of our friends at First Bank. I want to talk some exciting things Southern Miss-wise. Southern Miss is hosting the state championships at the Rock this weekend. Uh, Should mention last night, Gulf Coast actually won the national championship, so it's championship weekend in Mississippi, so congratulations to Coach Wright and those Bulldogs, but the uh, the 3A championship is just over. Hard to believe Lance Mancuso, head coach, won his eighth state championship. Uh, Jefferson Davis County defeats Knoxville County 25-15 to in the 3A game. Uh, Poplarville planned for the 4A game. West Point and Picayune tomorrow night. Uh, some more games coming up this afternoon. Nana Wyas takes it on Lumberton. Um, but tonight, the Oak Grove Warriors 
Tonight, the Oak Grove Warriors. And the voice you hear is the voice of Oak Grove, Car Shannon. Give us a preview tonight, buddy. These Warriors out um, here in Oak Grove have to make the long five-minute trip to the Rock and get to play in the Rock for the second time, uh, you know, in two years. Well, again, I want to mention that it is humbling to be between two legends on the air, but going after Reggie Collier, and then I'm sitting next to Santa Claus. So that's a that that in itself is a is a joy for me. So <laughs> there you go. All we want for Christmas is an Oak Grove State Championship. What's got to happen for it to to go down tonight? This is a very balanced Oak Grove team. A lot different than last year, where it was it was John Rice Plumley featured and it was all up to John Rice to really make the plays. This is a very balanced team running the football, throwing the football. Damon Stewart leads it at the quarterback position, but there's a lot of weapons on the field offensively and they can do it on the ground or through the air. And then it is a very um, attacking defense. They're not very big. There's not a lot of big names. Uh, one of the their nickname is literally the Fighting Chihuahuas because yeah. they will just get after you and there's a lot of ankle biting, but they will attack you and they are getting the job done. And this is a team that has really had a chip on their shoulder when when everyone doubted them, uh, they found a way. And and a lot of credit goes to certainly head coach Drew Causey and his staff and this senior group that have really come together and galvanized that team, and they've got this thing rolling. They've reeled off eight straight, and they're still the underdog tonight, Luke. They were underdog last week against Pedal and pulled it off. What's Oxford going to throw at them? Oxford's going to be a physical team. Uh, they've got they've got one of the most interesting athletes, we'll call it that, uh, in the state of Mississippi, and that's J.J. Pegues at 6'4", 280, and he's lined up everywhere from quarterback to running back wow. to tight end to slot. And that young man's got several offers to play on Saturday in the SEC. I was told uh, Nick Saban was in Oxford on Sunday for a home visit for that young man. Uh, But he is an interesting athlete. He is big and physical and athletic, and he can run. And so it's going to be a a chore to certainly stop him. They're a little bit lean more towards on the run, but it's a very uh, opportunistic defense Should be a as good, well. good atmosphere. Should be a big crowd tonight. Should also. be a good crowd. Well, man, we appreciate you stopping by and giving us that preview car. Appreciate it, man. Look forward tonight, um, 97.3 in Hattiesburg or supertalkhattiesburg.com. You can hear um, Carr and uh, Lance LaFan on the call. Appreciate you stopping by, buddy. Appreciate it, Luke. So uh, we, we need to bring Bob and Kelly back in here. And can, can we ask Santa Claus, Kelly Center, can you make that, that request all you want for Christmas? Um, is a state championship for uh, for all of our area teams, but but Santa, I just you've been you've been really busy, and uh, nobody works harder than you do. How's been the season so far? It's been great. Been seeing a lot of kids. Absolutely, I started in Illinois about three weeks ago, and I'm all over the state of Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, everywhere. And and really, the weather at this point is not going to be a problem, at least that we anticipate. It doesn't Eve. seem to be a problem. I think we're going to be good. The reindeer will fly. The sleigh will be right behind them. And I'll be leading the charge. <laughs> is, there, is there any particular thing that the kids are really wanting this year? The girls like the LOL dolls, and Barbies are a big item again this year. The guys want pretty much trucks and cars and trains to play with around the tree really mm-hmm. see so that goes back to when we were kids it, it does it really does you know so the, the uh our, you hear people say about high school and college kids but little kids aren't any different than they were 100 years ago exactly right 
you know. And I have as many adults and senior adults coming to see me as I do ch- little children. The only thing is, is they can't remember what they want <laughs> exactly. necessarily. I know I can't. I can't tell you. So what. they're not disappointed on Christmas morning <laughs> if they don't get it. <laughs> Before we run out of time, can you reveal? We we did see Kelly in your lap a little earlier when he was not on the show, and mm-hmm. we heard him whispering. Saw him whispering in your ear. Can you reveal to our audience what Kelly asked for? Well, I think he wants an Oak Grove championship. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And uh, the other things, uh-huh. we discussed what he wanted, but I told him he had 18 days to clean up his act because he hasn't been on the nice list. And so, you know, he's going to be working hard the next uh, 18 days. No chance. And, well. and, 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 and without divulging many more secrets, the thing that I did ask for. Be careful. Santa doesn't really delve into that sort of thing. <laughs> Santa, what's your message to all the kids out there? Well, try to be as nice as you possibly can between now and Christmas and really all year long. It would be a whole lot better world if we could all be nice to one another every day and not just leading up to Christmas time. I think that would be a really good thing for us to try. I couldn't have said it better. Santa will be here until 5 o'clock this afternoon at First Bank on Highway 98. We certainly thank them for having us down here. It's always fun to be with these guys. And today was special, I think, Kelly. We'll be back Monday at 1 o'clock. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.